Hey, I'm Micah. And I'm Jen. From 1994 to 1996, Jen lived in the middle of nowhere, Montana. But not by choice. She was sent to a therapeutic boarding school. I had some issues. While there, she performed hard labor. There was also a lot of forced exercise. Went through daily, hours-long group therapy. That shit didn't work. And when she left, she was left with some holes in her life. Holes? One of the holes was her pop culture hole. Yeah, I missed a lot of shit. And that's a hole we can fill. So put on your mantis suit. It's time for... I never saw that. Last on Mantis. Hey, Jen. Hey, Micah. Guess what we're talking about today? Mantis! Yeah, do you remember what it stands for? I do. Oh. I actually do. Okay. It's a mechanically augmented neurotransmitter interactive system. That's incorrect. Oh, fuck. But really? Only because, um, I mean, I think that was pretty close, but only because they changed it between. We I talked know. about this last I week. I changed it. It was interceptor, intercepting system, and now it's interactive, I thought. Actually, they changed it a lot between they changed it the again? Um, pilot movie thing and the actual series. And what it stands for for the series is oh. more awesome? No, totally incoherent shit. Oh, good one. Because this episode <laughs> was garbage. I didn't, I did not see that coming. And gotcha. I really love that I remembered what it stood for. You did very closely, actually. And it's then not, that what did you, you say? Interactive. Yeah, and then that you try to gaslight me. Oh, to you tell like me that? that I. No, I mean, but it was for the sake of a joke, so it was oh, okay. fine. So then it's not gaslighting if it's no, for the sake of a joke. It is. I mean. It is still. I think words have meanings, and if we overuse them and start saying that funny pranks that I do <laughs> are gaslighting, then it. <laughs> I, okay. Anyway. Uh, so anyway. <laughs> um, Mantis, episode three. Mantis. Last week we talked about. The pilot parts one and two, yeah, which I was really into. Mm-hmm. Um, and then something happened, and it was like you were less into they this episode. Turned around, you know, the you turn around and you're suddenly in a superhero suit. Uh-huh. It was like that. Only yeah, they went the from superhero suit to like a dirty old bathrobe, dirty old bathrobe kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. They made it Not shittier. thematically, but just it sucked is what I'm – so um, – There were things about it that I appreciated that they that's great. improved can, or changed, but overall – You can talk about that later. Hot trash. Um, I also just quickly at the beginning of the show want to say – well, first of all, okay, a couple things. One is I went back – I went to Apple Podcasts and read through all our reviews again, which are all at this point like three years old. Um, and they're, they are wonderful. They're really wonderful. And I really love reading them. And if um, you haven't written a review, it would be super cool if you would, because it's so nice to yeah, read them. They're all um, very nice. I wonder if there was some sort of except, glitch or something and they're actually meant well, for no, a different but show. This is where I'm going also, is that we got a one-star rating. I saw that. Someone gave us a one-star rating. It. And I feel like I got oddly excited when I saw it because I was like, oh, we've made it. You know what I mean? Like some, it's not just our friends and family listening because they wouldn't do that shit. It's a shitty thing to do. Oh that no, was, it's absolutely my family. That's it's probably well, my family. That's possible, but it's it's a super shitty thing to do. Like to like <laughs> indie makers of anything to do that. But um, anyway, I don't know. It's honest. Maybe we but, had one shitty episode, and that's no, all I, they listen to. I don't care that someone thinks our show is one star. I think it's. I think it's funny that they actually went to the trouble to put it on there. Yeah. Um, I just also think it's really sh- – it's not something I would ever do to like, you know, a small book writer or a right. podcaster or musician. You know what I mean? Like I just would never – but anyway, I got, um, I got other people a notice, have different morals. I got a notice the other day that my Google reviews are really popular and well-liked and I was like, I've written reviews on Google. Have you? Um I get these emails every once in a while, and I have. There were a few times where I got, like, amazing service, and I was actually really impressed. And that's when you and write And I wrote them. a review. That's yeah. what I do. Yeah. I don't criticize people in reviews very often, but some people do. They get off on that, and that's yeah, fine. Yeah, like small business I'm owners. Unless, if they're super assholes, That we yeah. got one star. That's cool. No, I think it's cool, too. I mean. They didn't write a review, though, because all our reviews are good, so. <sighs> yeah. 
that's what I'm worried about. We I don't really want... We should put out a call for some bad reviews. No, 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 no. no? Micah, no. That's bad? No. That would be so bad. I would feel so sad reading a bad review. I, I, I know that not... Listen, this show is not for everyone. <laughs> it's probably for very few people. That's fine. I'm okay with that. But, like, don't try to... I don't know. Don't be a dick. But yes, I, I I actually did get excited that we have a one-star review. But I, I do want to say, like, if we do have any new listeners right now, thank you so much for listening. And please do go back and listen to episode one, Montana. Um, you really do need that episode to have the context for why this show exists and That's what a good reminder. the fuck we're doing here. I should probably say it every week. I don't yeah. know. Um, but yeah, go listen to that. You don't have to listen to the show all the way through, although I think it's better if you do but you can of course do your thing jump around whatever you know like house of pain <laughs> because of the wait what song I don't get they it. have i don't get the um, reference anyway um but i started listening to our podcast from the beginning i decided that i was going to listen to it all the way through because i need you know we're back in this and i want to stay back in it and i wanted to feel like really motivated to do that and it's not always easy listening to yourself talk i know that that's hard for a lot of people and some people think like you listen to your own podcast you must really love hearing yourself talk and it's like well i'm proud of what we make like i genuinely love this podcast this is one of my favorite podcasts micah i'm serious <laughs> i enjoy listening to it so yeah i guess i do enjoy listening to myself talk why would i make this if i didn't think there was some value in it. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, we make a podcast, so obviously we anyway like hearing ourselves talk. But what's really funny is <laughs> I listened to the Cool Runnings episode, which was our very first after Montana. It was our mm -hmm. first like it was our first piece of pop culture, and it's not even in our timeline. <laughs> That's the other thing. Yeah. That's funny. We don't follow rules. It's kind of our thing. We we generally do, but sometimes we break the rules. Um. But I was so, like, wide-eyed and innocent back then. You know what I mean? I was, like, going into this so – I loved that movie so much. <laughs> um, it's a – and I love that episode. You know, the early episodes we didn't edit as well. But We've grown a lot. I um, – yeah, so I'm trying to get back to some of that, like, wide-eyed, like, you know, open-hearted, open-mindedness. Mm -hmm. um, and it sucks that we're doing – episode three of mantis on the week that i decided to say that yeah because i hate it <laughs> it also just generally sucks that we're doing episode three of mantis cause <laughs> yeah, because remember I last hate week it. you guys in case anyone listened to last week i was saying i kind of want to watch the whole show now because oh, they really man. change it and so they glad go we did not pay for that later in the season because they realized the show sucked and so they make it all like i don't know he fights a dinosaur goes back in time I kind of oh, want to watch that. that some promise. It sounds like fucking garbage, but this was so bad. I don't want to watch any more of it. I yeah. I mean, are we are we talking about it or are we? Yeah, I mean, doing... we can. Okay. Or we could just do something else. Like. No, I mean, I don't want to do something. I should else. fold some laundry, probably. That's not funny, and I don't. Oh, I do have a joke, though. I do have a joke. Oh boy. It's very similar in form to last week's joke which yeah. if you in case you forget are was, you gonna tell it again yeah it was okay praying mantis more like laying mantis mm -hmm. and it was because of like he made a comment that sounded sexual and then there were like sexy jazz yeah. played and so anyway it was a really funny joke and so i i do have another one would you like to hear it now or do you want to wait until are you gonna do your fucking thing <laughs> i'm confused you you Micah, were just talking about a sex joke. Are you going to do your segment? I mean, I guess if you want me to. I don't. So let's move on. <laughs> um, here's my joke. Okay. Are you ready? <sighs> okay. Mantis, more like blandtis. Bland because it was so bland and boring. <laughs> it was. It's so weird. A really it, funny joke. My mic did the same thing. It just <laughs> so shut off because I was laughing so I know, loud. Like you, you, I Mike, didn't know I was... that was a feature. Okay. See you in the funny papers. See you in the funny papers. See you in the funny papers. So back to the professionals with their jokes. Hmm? You know, comic strip writers. Oh, I, I thought you meant you. <laughs> no. I was like, Not you're... Me. Wait. 
If anyone's a professional joke writer, it's me here. Well, that is true. It's not professional. It's a good segue for today. We're on September 11th, 1994. I'm going to say that again because my voice cracked like I was a child. We're on September 11th, 1994. At least I think we are. I think that that's just where we're going to be. Who keeps track these days? We're doing one of my favorite comics, which everyone knows because I've talked about this before, I'm sure. Uh, You may have heard it. It's not a very popular one. It's called Peanuts Mm. by Charles Schultz. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And... The reason this one is appropriate, you mentioned last week that you are writing a book. Yeah. And in this one, Snoopy's writing a book. Yeah, like he always is on his yeah. typewriter. Mm-hmm. He's got his typewriter. So. I also have a typewriter. Yeah. I'm not writing a book on a typewriter, but I do love to write little things on typewriters. Anyway. So I have good news and bad news. It's more than one panel. Oh, well, yeah. I already told you the good news. It's peanuts. Um, oh. <laughs> The bad news is it's uh, Sunday, September 11th, 1994. How many panels? It's eight panels. Oh my God. We're never going to get through this. Buckle up. We're never going to get through this. We are. We we can do it together. It's going to be great. Okay. So the first panel is a long one. We can also read this comic. Ah, that's funny. Hey, Uh, check out our sex podcast. Also called I Never Saw That. There's an inside joke for you. No, it's not necessarily. Dude, you didn't have to say that there because it's not necessarily. It's just the same joke again. It could also be another pun, like a sex pun, an inside joke. Oh, good Lord. Okay, back to Peanuts. So first panel is long. It's the title one. It says Peanuts by Schultz. Um, Snoopy is sitting on top of his doghouse with his typewriter, as you mentioned. He has a piece of paper in front of him that he's supposedly reading because he's a dog, so I guess he can read. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. I hope so. I mean, he's typing, so I guess I just have to get into this world. Well, you know what they say. You put a bunch of monkeys in front of a a thing you type on, and eventually... Just like a dog. They'll write all the good stuff. Okay. I don't see how that relates to Snoopy, but um, surrounding... Snoopy's doghouse are a whole bunch of pieces of paper that are standing up independently on their own somehow. What? And they just say at the top, they all say, sorry, 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 sorry. Is he writing it? Wait, you said he's writing a book. How do you know it's a book? So I think this is a, um, those are rejection letters. I don't know if it's a book, but it's. Oh, they're rejection letters. Maybe he's trying to get published in a magazine or something. Oh, this is appropriate for me because. I get a lot of rejection letters. Do they all come? Are they just a piece of paper that just says sorry at the very top? And Yeah, if they you, fax it right over. If you drop the paper, does it stand straight yes, up? Yes, they do Weird. that. They uh-huh. do that to make it seem really, you Charles know. Schultz, man. He's so accurate. It's always like realism with him. All right. No, so. in fact, I've never had anyone say sorry either. So unrealistic <laughs> already. So he's reading one of them and it says... You can see it. It's kind of a little, you know, like a little pop out next to him. It says, Dear Contributor, we're sorry. Your submission does not suit our present needs. The editors. Did you, why did you pick this one? Like to fuck with me psychologically? Is that what this is? Because just wait for it, Jen. We're only one panel in. No, no. I thought that was like panel four. No, panel two. We're on panel two now. Wait. Oh, no. Never mind. Don't wait. Snoopy is on top of his doghouse. Oh, he's kind of levitating above it. Um, His... His typewriter's still there. He's facing the other way and he's kicking. And I know Wait. he's kicking because he's floating in the air and there are motion lines by a foot. Oh. And the piece of paper is flying off. So he's not off. levitating. No, he like jumped and kicked. <laughs> okay. He he drop kicked that piece of paper. All right, that was panel two. Panel I got three. It. Guess who's here? Lucy. Did it say guess who's here? No. So Lucy shows up out of nowhere. Um, all of the letters are gone now, magically. And Lucy is looking up at the top of the doghouse. Snoopy is sitting at his typewriter and she says, I have some advice for you, dot, dot. So not a full ellipsis, but mm. we're supposed to be expecting more. Um, <laughs> it's 10 cents though, isn't it? Costs money for her advice. She usually has oh, a... Oh, I thought you were saying a full ellipsis costs 10 cents. Mm. Like it's telegram style mm. comic yeah, writing I get it. or something? I do get what you mean. Fourth panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just Lucy. She's holding her hands apart. Um... And she says, all the best sellers these days are about attorneys, dot, dot. I don't get this Seriously, there's two dots again. I thought yeah. it was a mistake the first time. I don't time. understand it. Okay, fifth panel. They could not afford that third dot. She's looking up at, at Snoopy again. And she says, so that's who you should write about, dot, dot. <laughs> 
All right, sixth panel. <laughs> that's not, that's nothing. No, it's not. Sixth panel, Lucy's walking away. There are two clouds in the sky and Snoopy's just sitting there looking at his typewriter, kind of, you know, thinking about what she said, maybe. Mm-hmm. Seventh panel, you ready for it? I'm ready. He's typing away and it big words at the top, what he's typing, it says, it was a dark and stormy night. That's what he always types. And then panel eight, are you ready? Yes. Same image. Snoopy's typing. It says, suddenly, an attorney appeared on the horizon. Okay. That's actually kind of funny, right? Because he always starts with, it was a dark and stormy night. And he took Lucy's advice. Yeah. But he still stuck with, like, what he always does, he even after getting all these rejection there. letters. That's actually quite funny. So, you I get I, I I think that's funny. Because so, it doesn't make any sense, you know? Maybe you should put a lawyer in your book. Oh, what is that what this was all about? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Does that work for uh, memoir? Well, it would if there was a lawyer oh. in my life. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Did you, I mean, did you want me to talk about writing and stuff? Is that why you chose this? Or do, are we not really, is it just sort of like... Okay, cool. Like, that was actually I mean, pretty the, good. The segment stands on its own. But if you want to talk about your book, that'd be great. I don't want to. Okay. Cool, then. <laughs> See you in the funny paper soon. All right, we're back to Mantis. Yeah. Um, so I took very few notes. Good. This time. Because they would have been overwhelmingly negative. Yeah, and and two of my notes were about the things I talked about earlier. So they're not even about Mantis. So that's two-thirds of your notes done right there? One-third, probably. One-fourth. Oh, you got a lot of notes then. Let me... Okay. Do you want me to say the plot real quick? If you can. Yeah. I yep. don't know Are if you ready? a human can comprehend it. The plot of episode three of Mantis is, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's it. It was kind of all, all over the place. All I know is that there were some Koreans... And there was a freezing thing, just a freezing poison sort of thing, just like from the pilot. I also, what I can tell you is that the Koreans had the strongest flashlights you've ever... I mean, these flashlights could reach from here to Detroit. There's a flashlight at the beginning of this. I know what you're talking about. It was weird. It was like... A searchlight. It you was know like what I a mean? well-defined from, like, beam. It's almost like it was CGI. It's like, like the Luxor from in Las Vegas. Yeah. You know, they say you can like see that on the moon or something like that. Is that right? From space, I think. Well, from space. The moon is in space, isn't it? Yeah. So. Maybe you can. They say, I've heard that before too. Like you can, it's the only light you can see from space or something, but you, you yeah. can see fucking all the lights from space. You can? You've seen those pictures of oh, all yeah. the lights right. on continents. Like, not huh. all the lights, but you could definitely see this fucking flashlight if you pointed it out. Oh, man. This thing. It looked like he was, it looked like the actor was carrying around a flashlight. And then later they decided, oh, let's make the flashlight look like it's on. So they drew a white beam with <laughs> straight lines coming <laughs> out of it. Triangle. It was fucking weird. It was very bright is all, that's all I'm saying. So um, they got rid of most of the cast from the pilot. Yep. I was pissed because I I really liked... There were a couple characters I really liked, Yuri and Amy, mm-hmm. Amy especially, and she was essentially replaced by a much lighter-skinned black woman. Mm-hmm. Um, no offense to her. She was fine. It's just that <laughs> I was like, what happened yeah. here? And instead of being a forensic pathologist, she's now a detective. She works for Port Columbia Special Investigations Unit. So she's a cop. Yeah. She's with the Special Investigations I mean, it- Unit. They changed the city, too. We're in Port Columbia now, not... Oh, Ocean yeah, Ocean City. City. Why? I wonder why. I don't know. Because the is in the movie, it was it was filmed in L.A. Like, you could Micah, clearly see. it was a pilot. In the pilot, it was filmed Fuck. in L.A. And it was called Ocean City. The series was filmed in Vancouver, B.C. And they called oh. it Port Columbia. So. Interesting. I don't know. Maybe part of that, too, was, like, justifying getting rid of those people. Because they don't live in this city. Maybe he moved to a different city. Well, but this was, like, an origin story. In the pilot, he was like an established. So then maybe he moves to Ocean City person, later. But you see him putting on the suit for the first time in this one. It's very strange. I mean, they just totally redid the whole thing. They kept the idea of a paralyzed, yep. rich doctor 
who puts on an exoskeleton and fights crime and for some reason calls himself the Mantis. Yeah, and by the way, like, you could just say that this woman, this woman's character is just a new character, but that's not how things work. Like, I just know that they had a black woman, they replaced her with a black woman, slightly different role. You know, yeah. I'm, do you know and they, they replaced I mean? the whole, I mean, they replaced the entire cast and changed the story and did Lots a whole of bunch white of stuff. Lots of white people now. It's all white people. It's not um, all, but it, there's a lot of white people. Mostly. Um, the guy yeah. who created the suit and the chrysalid with Dr. Hawkins, or maybe he's the one that created it all because you can't have a black biophysicist create his own stuff. No, They brought no, in no. a white dude. Um, yeah. His name's John something, and I'm not going to say it because I don't give a fuck. But he was played <laughs> by the actor who I also played... won't say his real name because I don't give a fuck. Oh, wow. Because you don't um, know it. I don't know it, and I just didn't look it up because I'm like, you replaced the whole cast, and I'm not invested in the show. Uh, and yeah, I'm but not this guy you recognize, though. I yeah. would like to know his name. He's Robin from yeah, Cheers. From Cheers. Kirstie Alley's love interest. And if you never watched Cheers, the British guy, he's the guy who owned the restaurant upstairs from them, right? Or was that a different guy? He owned. No, that was a no, different guy. He worked for the company that bought Cheers. Okay, yeah. Anyway, in yeah. on Cheers, he's like a super stuffy kind of rich British dude. And yeah, and he comes in every once in a while. He's good in this. In this. I mean, I feel bad because it's like I don't feel bad. I just mean it was hard for me to appreciate, you know, good performances from the new people because I was just yeah. like, this sucks that they did that. The best thing he did in this episode was, um, you know, the joke where there's a scientist. And they're in the lab and they have like a beaker full of some weird colored liquid and they pour something in there and then mix it all together. And you're like, oh, that's they're doing science. No. What joke is that? So he did that. He has this beaker. He's just casually walking around with Miles Hawkins walking around the lab and he sees the speaker sitting there. He pours something else into it, stirs it. And you're like, oh, he's doing science. He's making something. And then mm-hmm. he just picks it up and drinks out of it. Oh, that's gosh. That's such a funny joke. Oh, boy. Oh. I... I totally missed that, or and it maybe was just I didn't. Really quick and subtle. They did a really That's good job. Very funny. The rest of it's garbage. Yep. Then there's another, a new white dude who is a bike messenger. He's actually pretty funny. I thought. Um, he's so he like weird, worms though. his way into their little crew because he wants to. Why? I fuck. Here's the because he's a bike messenger. Truth. This is this is one of the worst jobs I've done, <laughs> and I mean, where uh, in terms of like paying attention. To have something to say about this because you know what my next note is? I'm so bored. Yep, that's accurate. And so I, I'm i sorry, everyone, if you really wanted to hear about the plot of Mantis episode three from 1994. Oh, I know a lot worry. of people were really looking forward I'll to that. I'll tell you. Well, let's not, Micah. <laughs> I'm going to do a little bit because we got to talk about some of the characters and something. Um, the bike messenger's name is Savage. His last name is Savage. I don't remember his first name, but it's like spelled weird. Um, he wears some sweet like mirrored wraparound sunglasses, like Oakley style. Does he wear beginning. a hat with like the bill pointed up? I don't think so. But Why there are some other Because there's a whole bunch of bike messengers. So he witnesses oh, the mantis yeah. the first time the mantis is out using the suit. They're at a rave and this woman's getting assaulted right in front of the rave on a car and Mantis hears the screams and goes and kicks their ass. And then this guy's totally into it and he witnesses it. And then he So he, he like, really wants to find out who this guy is. And... Yeah. So, and he, something happens to the suit because it's their first time trying it out. And so he, it doesn't work. Like he starts feeling pain or something and he can't walk anymore. And so this guy's standing right there and he helps him to his van. He has a black minivan. Right. I remember that now. Yes. So then you see him talking to his bike messenger buddies, you know, at the park. They're all hanging out. And he tells them, like, it was like a it was like a mantis, like a super mantis. Oh, my God. I forgot. And then he tells them all, keep an eye out for a black van. And then later in the episode, that's how he finds them. One of his buddies sees it, calls him. He follows the van to the lab, puts on a white coat somehow, and just walks past security and corners John and... Dr. Hawkins and tells them he knows everything and he wants to help and he wants in and they're like, what? No, what are you talking about? And he's like, I'm from here. I grew up here. I know everybody. I know everything about it. So he he becomes like a sidekick, I think. Oh, definitely. You know what a great scene, you know what a great scene from a movie is where somebody throws on a lab coat to try to fit in? No, Is John Candy and Splash. Oh, yeah. 
Man, I wish we watched that movie instead. It's not in He's, our timeline. He tries babe. to speak Swedish and he says like, I have a huge penis or something. And it, oh my God. No, actually it is really funny and it's John Candy. And I've said this before on this podcast, but I miss him every day. Um, here's the other thing is that I really wish that the bike messengers would have been on rollerblades because it would have been more consistent with our experience of pop culture from this time period. <laughs> Everything's on rollerblades. Everything's on rollerblades. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not a rollerblader. So if there are any rollerbladers out there that want to correct me, uh, I just don't think it would be as fast or efficient as bike messengers. Of course not. But like... You don't hear about rollerblade that's messengers not, very it, like, often. It's about the aesthetic. Like last week, there was a rollerblade gang, remember? Yes. Who came yes, and like I do. stole purses yes. out of windows and shit. It was so hilarious. It was great. And I... As I mentioned, I've been listening to our podcast from the beginning, and I was listening to our first My So-Called Life episode, and we talk a bunch about rollerblades. There's a lot of rollerblades. I was like, oh, my God, I forgot. Like, Hackers, My So-Called Life, Mantis. I know there are lots of others that I'm not remembering. It's just, it's, they were really big in the mid-90s, They were. And I love it. And I want to talk more about them. Well, then our But they have nothing to do with this (laughs) particular episode. Our next thing we... watch or listen to has to have rollerblades oh, maybe that's in it, I guess. the criteria we're gonna go by yeah i'll just only search rollerblades. rollerblades 1995 i never saw that the rollerblade episodes <laughs> so there were a few things in the episode that i did want to talk about that um i get why the car is called the chrysalid now because it's and also a submarine that? and it's also a flying car why would that like make a it a chrysalid because a chrysalid is like it changes it changes it's like metamorphosis. So I think, yeah, I think that's what they were going changes, for. A chrysalid changes, though, or a, a being changes inside of a chrysalid. Did you say a bean? Being. A bean? Being. Bees? <laughs> a bean? A, a being. Like a human being? A bean? Okay, fucker. No, <sighs> human beings don't go in cocoons unless you're talking about cocoon. No, dude. Okay. The movie. No, I'm just saying, like, I think a chrysalid is like... Oh, man. Do you remember in the movie Say Anything when they watched Cocoon? Yes. Oh, God. That's also a good scene and a great movie. And boy, do I wish we were watching that movie. Apparently, we're pivoting to Jen's favorite 80s movies for the topic of this podcast, you guys. So stay tuned. Our next episode will be about something from the 80s. I have seen that a million times. With Jen and Micah. I've seen that so many fucking times. What a great podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but I will continue to reference 80s movies if you say something that reminds me of them. It's just you quoting the movies, just reciting the whole <laughs> yeah, movie. That's what, that's what it would be. It would be the most annoying podcast. It'd be just like watching a movie with you. Yeah. People could put it on while they watch the movie, yeah. and it would be my experience yep. and my life. Yeah, and but I would love it. <laughs> You would listen to yourself fan. and watch the movie and quote it. I would be the only fan. Oh, which means, I mean, I think that means I should do it because it's like a passion project. You know, it really means a lot to me. I think. And only me. I think like the universe might collapse in on itself if you did that. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, I oh. mean, you were saying something that no one cared about. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess as many people would listen to that podcast as would listen to this garbage. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. (sighs) There is a plot in this episode, and I don't know. It's chemical warfare. If I can explain it. Yeah, there's. Basically, it's this. It's, It's chemical warfare, and the Koreans are trying to get their hands on it. I mean, that's it, right? Right. Isn't that sort of it? There's it's like some, a very basic. There's this character. His name is like Sebastian Box or something. Oh, my God. It's Sebastian Box? No. I did not catch <laughs> no, that. I don't think it's Sebastian. Sebastian Box? It's Solomon, it's Solomon oh, that Box. That would have been so good. If that they made it Sebastian better. Box, I would have actually. And had Sebastian Box up play about this show. the character. No, what? What? No. Who's Sebastian Box? He was in a, wasn't he a hair metal dude? Oh, maybe. Yeah, I was thinking of Johann Sebastian Bach. Yeah. I do know that his name is Mr. Box because I yeah. wrote it down. I did Solomon write that down. Box. His name is Mr. Box. So he's a very like kind of Trumpy looking guy. He's like this big guy and he's an asshole and he's orange. 
Oh my god, I so remember that guy. Yeah, he's played by. He's um, awful, and he does. I think his name. He has a Trump look about him. Yeah, I think his name is Brian James. He except played, that he's like bald. He played Leon in Blade Runner. He was oh god, one of I don't the remember replicants. That. I don't remember um, that movie well enough. Yeah, I recognized him right away and was like, oh, God, who is that guy? And then Ugh, I looked so him up. Gross. He was a lot younger in Blade Runner. But, um, I yeah, wrote he this... plays this rich asshole who is trying to sell chemical weapons to the Koreans. Right, so right, right. he's yeah, testing that's... it out in order to do a demonstration for the Koreans. And so all these dead Asian people keep showing up. And that's why the oh woman, the special investigations woman, up. gets involved. Um, they do an autopsy on one of the They're bodies. Asian people? Yeah, I don't know why that had to happen. Why did he have to do Koreans? it? In, I don't know. I think so. Oh God, man, I forget. That. I either I forgot missed that, that detail of why that's why they did that intentionally, or well, they I just did write down. Micah's it. struggling to keep up. Micah's struggling to follow this, and I'm struggling to give a shit. Yeah. So yeah. like, you were even watching it. You were like, "What the trying, fuck is going but, on?" Yeah. So they they tell us that box. Or wait, they do an autopsy on one of the bodies, this special investigations woman and this coroner do it. And then they call in Dr. Hawkins as a consultant. Um, but they've both been exposed to this thing that comes out when they cut the body open. It's like this red crystal oh. inside <gasps> oh. and this gas oh, yeah, comes yeah, yeah. out you and know, they get really sick. Oh, my God. It reminded me of Outbreak. Oh, yeah. We did that movie. That's one of our actually like pretty recent episodes, even though we it came out a couple of years ago. But uh, yeah, yeah, we're the assholes who watched Outbreak during a pandemic. No, it was great. It was um, a good thing to do. So we find out that Dr. Miles Hawkins used created to have it. government defense contracts, and he created this bioweapon with <clears throat> Solomon Box. It was his old partner, mm-hmm. so he knows right away that mm-hmm. like. He got rid of those contracts and he supposedly destroyed it all, but his partner kept it and sold it. Oh, he was trying to sell it to the Koreans. So you that's know what pretty this much reminds the whole me of? plot right there. It's not an 80s movie, but it's The Americans, which is maybe my favorite television show ever. I fucking love it so much. But there is a plot actually kind of just like this, except it's much, you know, heavier and darker and more real. Um, and I sure wish we were doing this podcast on that right now. <laughs> okay. So we're going to do more recent TV shows then? I took a note that says, this dude's Thai, Jesus Christ. Do you know what I might have been talking about there? Probably. Somebody a had a really ugly tie. tie but yeah, I was, an ugly tie, I bet. I don't remember specifically. The only other note I have is music during driving scene is good. Sounds 80s. This episode is really 80s heavy. Huh. I didn't notice uh, sexy jazz this time. No, no sexy jazz. It no. was really lacking... In sexual innuendo, sexy mm-hmm. jazz, um, a, a, a compelling plot or story, or any characters that I gave a fuck about. Yes. One thing I liked that it was lacking, though. Do you remember last time I was complaining about the costume that he wears? He has this badass, yeah, like, lycra coat. suit thing with an exoskeleton over it with these, like, metal bands that wrap around him. And then he wears a fucking shirt and tie and a trench coat over it. No trench coat this time. We get to see Mantis in the Mantis suit running around. Yeah, and the mask actually seemed a little bit better too in the in the pilot. It like it's really little... didn't cover his face like at all. In this one, you you couldn't necessarily tell that it was him. It covers easily. Like, more of his mouth or like lower part and of his, his face eyes more. more and... and the top of his head is covered by like black lycra or something. I don't know if they have that technology in the nineties. Did they have lycra in the nineties? Spandex did. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. For um, sure. So, yeah, we get to I see had... him just in the mantis suit, and he doesn't hang from the chrysalid. He runs yeah, around. Which is good. He's much more of an action hero in this one. And he dunks. Do you remember that? No. Right after he puts the suit on, they drive downtown because that's what you do. You drive to an alley and play basketball in an alley when you have a super suit you want to try out. And oh, actually, yeah. It's just him dunking. If you were paralyzed, are you John. kidding? Absolutely, you would That's do that. That's true. But why wouldn't you do it like... It's a great thing to do. ...in a private gym or somewhere. You're like a billionaire. You have this amazing house. I mean, who cares? I, I don't know. I had the sweetest pair of spandex um, pants in fourth grade. They were black. Of course you did. With uh, like a bright pink like triangle on each side. An exoskeleton. On the sides of them. And um, I would wear it. I would wear them with like a long t-shirt. And... Um, I see photos of myself now, and I'm like, ooh, wow. For the kids but out there honestly, listening, it was the coolest thing 
those pants i would wear those pants now it's come back around (laughs) the (laughs) t-shirts not so much um in my case but the those pants i would fucking wear the hell out of those pants and so that's all i have to say about mantis yeah (laughs) that's pretty much all i have to say there's a moment at the end where um mantis flies a helicopter or he flies the chrysalid up to a helicopter because the koreans finish their like deal they buy the canister of biotoxin or whatever it is and he they do all this weird technology shit yeah wait so in the end what happens do the koreans end up with it does mr box die i can't remember no mr box is like an ongoing villain yeah so this is what i was wondering it felt like it felt like the kind of show that would be like one-offs like every week is a new challenge but there are some like recurring characters kind of like well yeah like the x-files Exactly. Which it led into. Apparently it was on before the X-Files. Which is why they started doing like. Yeah. I told, I said last week, I, there was a guy last week who claimed that he had gone to the University of Venus with Dr. Hawkins. And I got really excited because I was like, oh, cool. This is going to be, this is going to be aliens. But it wasn't that. It was just that he was. But there might be later. I think there are aliens. There's a druid that goes back into, or comes forward in time or something. Oh my God. I don't know, man. I'm just not. This episode bummed me out so much. I just don't. I have no interest in watching the yeah, rest of no, it now. Seriously, fuck the show. They really fucked it up. They kept Carl Lumbly as the hero, but that's about yeah. it. I mean, that really is about it. Was yeah. there anyone else? I don't think so. He was the only one. I mean, that's pretty common for things to change in a pilot. Like a few characters sure. here and there. But sure. Yeah. To like whiten up but the again, whole cast. That's the thing. Is like that's we talked about that last week too. Is like that's part of what was cool about it is that it was an almost entirely black cast you know and now it's like there's a couple black people there was some cool technology i want to talk about a little bit there's a point where savage breaks into box's office and um box he (laughs) puts a wiretap on the phone and then goes back to the lab and john pulls out this little tiny like mini cd that apparently they recorded the wiretap who's john john's the scientist robin from cheers Oh. So he pulls that out and they start playing it and it's all in Korean. It's like a phone call that he's having with the Koreans. So he takes it out of the player and puts it in his old fucking computer, like big box mm-hmm, computer, mm-hmm. and it translates it live. Wow. That is, that's some wild technology. It was awesome. Huh. Um, and then, yeah, there's a scene at the end where they he's chasing the helicopter that the koreans are flying away in they just bought this canister of bioweapon or whatever it is and he activates remote control on the chrysalid which means he can take control of another vehicle i guess and like any vehicle apparently huh. um so he takes control of the helicopter but he can't fly it cuz he's flying the chrysalid right so john back at the lab they're watching all this happen in real time apparently on their pre-internet computer Mm -hmm. um he has a little joystick like a fucking atari joystick nice little black one that he tries to fly the helicopter with and savage is like i actually do play video games i can do this oh that's so he hands him the joystick oh my god yes and he they're seeing the helicopter from below from like the chrysalid's viewpoint and yet he can still fly it and know which way it's going to turn it's so weird no it's so dumb but so man just jumps on grabs the canister freezes everybody on the helicopter with his darts and then jumps off and lands on the chrysalid and the helicopter blows up. And somehow the canister also has the antitoxin in it. So he takes it back to the lab and they cure the two people or maybe the one guy died, I don't know, but they cure the woman, the special investigations woman. And the very end of the show, Mantis is walking away and the the doctor in the lab says... Who are you? And he turns around and you see him like lit from behind. You know, there's like smoke and stuff around him because every lab you walk into, the hallway is full of smoke and dramatic lighting. He says, you can call me Mantis. Mm-hmm. And then literally the chrysalid flies off into the sunset. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a fucking Western. Um, I'm so done with Mantis. Um, yeah. I was kind of hoping that this episode would have someone, like one actor in particular, that was like really acting, you know, like overacting. I don't remember that being the case. But the reason I was hoping for that is because I was going to compare it to 
something that we did in Montana, which is um, called process groups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this this is like so culty. Is it I, like improv? No, 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 <laughs> not at all. It's just like it's it's like forcing something is is the connection. Oh, yeah. So, um, did that sound natural? I was trying to force it. Oh, that's funny. Like I'm interested. Oh I really my am. God, I just that wanted was to... <laughs> so mean. No, I really am interested. That was like the meanest. I just why did you get trying mean? to be a bad actor and force it? Oh. Anyways, uh, so sometimes in group, someone would be like, like if they weren't being attacked personally or sharing personally, they could raise their hand and be like, "I feel like I need to cry," and then if the group leader approved of it. Then they would lie down. What? Just, they would lie. Okay, so we're in a circle. Every, okay, let me back up for a second. Every single night of Mm -hmm. my life for two years was, we had group therapy. Mm -hmm. And it was called group. And we sat in a circle. And the staff sat on a comfy little sort of camping chair thing. And the rest of us weren't allowed to even lean against the wall. He sat on the floor. We all sat on the floor. I mean, they were on the floor, too. It was like a – they just were more comfortable than us, mm-hmm. and they could lean against the wall. We weren't allowed to lean against the wall, Micah. But were they in, like, a Crazy Creek thing? Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't know if people knew what Crazy Creeks are. I don't They're think that's, like – those little folding camping chairs that are just, like, two – But you're missing the point. Two cushions. You're missing the point. I'm just trying to paint they a picture. They wouldn't even let us lean against a wall. Right. Like, <laughs> it's just so extra. Like, uh, anyway, um, speaking of extra – so someone would say, I, can I lie down and cry, basically? And then they would lie down, face down on the floor, and you'd give them a box of tissues, and they would just lie there and cry, and, like, cry loudly. What? And then, now, sometimes group would just continue. And well, you this would, person sobbed. Yeah, and you would act like... In a totally normal position. That wasn't happening. Other times, we would have full process groups where you know often the staff decided that we needed to do that and so you would all do it basically like someone would start it and then someone else would lie down someone else would lie down and then yeah essentially all of us or almost all of us i don't remember if you had to but it was kind of like you kind of had to you know what i mean like you could just sit there but it'd be awkward so would they like make you count off and do like, okay, ones go now, like a totally natural human crying thing? No, no, no. We all lay down together in a circle next to each other. So our, like our. Right. I was just making a joke. Okay. About, so it wasn't funny. Our so heads out and, and our so legs weird. into the middle of the circle. Right. Exactly. And that's my point is that, um, I mean, yes, there were times when it was, I did need to cry and I cried really genuinely and really hard, but there were other times. But you had to ask permission first? There were other times when um, you literally, I mean, you're really lying there forcing yourself to cry because that's what you're supposed to do. Is it like a primal scream thing? And if you don't do that, thing? if you don't do that, then you're accused of being full of shit, right? Or you're going to be sent out to fucking chop wood. Is I'm serious. Like they would send you out side at night to do shit like so if you don't do this artificial forced fake crying then you're fake it's just it's just like i i the things that became normal you know I, and it's, it wasn't normal like it was yeah. never felt particularly normal but just all of us crying and it was always like really loud crying the other types of the other type of process group we had was an anger processing group wait can i before you go into that can i back up a little bit cuz you yeah. said you'd have to ask permission like you'd say i i feel like i need to cry well did they ever say no oh yeah i'm sure but so you just hold it in like when you really need to cry they can just tell you no not right now well, we're no, dealing I, with something I, else i don't remember i don't remember that clearly to be honest but i know that sometimes like if someone had had a really hard day or like they'd been dealing with some shit they would raise their hand and mm-hmm. Basically interrupt group to say, like, yeah, can I lay down? And um, most of the time, if, like, if it was clear that the person really needed to do that, they would say, yeah, I think. 
But these other groups, I'm trying to remember how they like if because I don't remember if staff came in with that as a goal or if it just started with like someone's talking about something that makes everyone emotional. And they just decide. I think that's some of it is like when people are triggered and then and we just all would lie down and just like. Why did Sob I have to be like this specific babies? position? I don't know. I mean, how else would you do it? I mean, sitting up, just sit and cry like yeah, normal no, people do. That's not a thing. No, you lie down. <laughs> you get a box of tissues. You get snot. Ra- they're called snot rags. Oh God. Um, like, but I mean, I just remember. Like, I just remember that. No, no, no. Boxes of tissues. You call them snot rags. Yeah, snot you rags. Had to lie face down. Face down. Head in your arms. And I just remember, what? like, lying there pretending to cry. A Would they come times. check your arms for tears? No. Oh my God, Micah. No. That's ridiculous, Micah. <laughs> That's crazy talk. Yeah. You get Actually, why I'm it's asking. Totally not crazy talk because, yeah, that's a different, a whole other thing I'll talk about another time. Maybe next week I'll talk about, like, having to pee during group and. Anyway, yeah, so then, yeah, I'll, I'll just stop there, but we can talk about anger processing another cool. time. Cool, let me but... just make a note, having to pee during group. No, he's not making time. a note. Yeah, so I, that wasn't really connected to Mantis, but uh, <laughs> who gives a fuck? There was actually an overacting dude that you could tie it to. There Tony. Was? Do you remember Tony, the no. hitman guy? No. He had a ponytail. At the beginning, he didn't. His hair was down and long and wavy. Hmm. And Mantis, twice, we see him walk into a room and we see Mantis up on a balcony and then Mantis jumps down. But we don't see him kill Tony or anything. It's kind of a mystery. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He seemed Russian to me. Was he Russian? I don't think so. Hmm. Like Eastern European. Anyway. Because he had a ponytail and a goatee. And I don't he know. Was he was like man. blonde and. Yeah. He just... did. It was kind of a mullet. I could see that. Yeah. Eastern European in the 90s. So anyway. um, if you ever find yourself needing to cry, just lie down, gather a group of, you know, 30 friends or so, get in a circle, lie down. Lie face down. And it's really... Uh, <laughs> get some snot rags. Really, really powerful, especially when you when you force it. Was it supposed to be like a primal scream type thing? That was big in the 90s. Like, I don't know what that is. I know the term, but I don't really know like what it is. There was this whole movement where people in therapy or in other things, they had to go out and yell... You know, you just go scream, scream in the woods and yell. And I, I think, you know. We did some of that, yeah. Yeah, there are times where that can be cathartic sure. and stuff. I'm, yeah. But it became this thing. It was like a self-help book, like fad in the 90s or 80s maybe, I feel like. Or maybe no, earlier. I mean, no it was one probably was... earlier than that. But I wasn't around earlier than the 80s and 90s really, so. No one was using that term for it. Um, but was it just like a, it sounded when you were describing it first like you all do it like okay we're all gonna cry now we're all just like force yourself to feel this emotion and let it all out yeah i mean the thing is when i'm sitting here thinking about it those were probably those were definitely the more therapeutic like actually therapeutic things that we did ironically as culty as it was the way that they made us do it you know if you actually need to cry if you're really sad about something then you should be able to just cry and and lie down and cry like you're, you know, like a kid. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I actually think that part was pretty powerful. And even some of the anger stuff was powerful, but it was just like, there's always another layer with right. these programs. It's like, it's not just, it's never just actually about that. It's about, it, in some way, it's always about control. And, um, you know, if you're not doing it, there's something wrong with yeah. you. You know, they're watching you. You're... Well, and I think for me, hearing stories like this where they, uh, so many of these things seem so artificial. And so, like, when you talk about the metaphors, like, they made you carry rocks rocks in your backpack because you were carrying things around. Like, you were right. holding on to things. Right. And, like, it seems so forced and stupid. And hearing those stories, when I hear something like this, I it could be therapeutic and I'm making fun of it kind of. And I'm like, it oh, sounds you should. absurd. No, you should make fun of it. A lot of the stuff there, I'm sure there were like beneficial therapeutic things that happened. It's just that there was yeah. also abuse happening. And so it's, yeah, I, I question all of it, but in any of these situations, like in abusive relationships or anything, it, nothing's black and white. Right. Like there are good things and bad things and both things can be 
Yeah, and there are reasons why people keep returning to abusive relationships, too, because they're, you know... Yeah, definitely. And I have a hard time. At this point, I know that there it's not black and white at all. In fact, my feelings about that place and all of those experiences are really complex. But because I've come to see it as mostly trauma, yeah. um, it's really hard for me to give them any credit at all. So, like, any time I think, like, just now, I hadn't thought of it, but just mm-hmm. now when I was like, actually, that was kind of therapeutic. Yeah. I don't even. I don't like. It makes me uncomfortable yeah. to even admit that. Uh, well, yeah, but I think and, it's important to admit that because otherwise, it's not. It's not honest. I mean, yeah. whether or not. I mean, I don't credit them with that. Right, and I'm not <laughs> that, trying to like excuse anything. No, or I know. I know. Give them the benefit of the doubt at all. I no. think it's just like you said. It's accurate and honest. Just there to were say definitely what was going things on. that were that were positive and powerful for me. There. I mean, a lot of things actually. Um, so yeah, uh, it's complicated, but but honestly, it it does make me laugh now thinking about like just picturing us all lying there. It's ridiculous. (laughs) It's so fucking weird and funny. Hey, everybody cry now. It's a, it's like such good satire, man. Anyway, we got to wrap this up, but, uh, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, if you... Are enjoying our show um it would mean a lot to us if you would maybe tell a friend about it or go write a review and yeah. leave us some stars more than one would be great on itunes yeah. or wherever you do that precisely or podcasts i guess it's called now maybe it's not in itunes anymore <laughs> look at us we're a few years late i think it is is it I don't fucking know. I said Apple Podcasts earlier. It's still Apple. It's Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, not iTunes. People get their podcasts all over though. So, so tell a friend. Um, you Write know, a review if you want. Tweet about it. Tweet at us. Oh, that'd be awesome. Don't tweet at me. I don't tweet much anymore. He's but... not on social media really, but tweet at Never Saw That Pod or me, Jen Freeman. We love hearing from people so much. If anyone out there is listening, we want to know you're listening. Yeah, and we mentioned it last time, but we do have a Facebook group. We do. Called I Never Saw That. And yep. you should join it. And it's fun. And we would yeah, love we it should, if yeah. people have any questions or anything or want to talk about Mantis or anything else, please, anything again, other than Mantis. Also, again, if you have questions about Montana, please do email uh, me at info at I never saw that dot com. Or you can post it in our Facebook group or ask me on Twitter or whatever. Whatever works for you. So uh, without further ado, thanks to Grandma Cray for our artwork. Thank you to Fifi Folios for our internet stuff. Thanks to Minus Violet for our music. Until next time. See you in the the 90s. 90s. This is the scientific journal of Dr. Miles Hawkins to be made public in the event of my death. I know when the truth is known, people will wonder why I felt it necessary to create the Mantis. In reality, I never did. The Mantis demanded his own creation, and I could not refuse him.